Hello and welcome. I am Kim Keen, host of the One of a Kind You podcast. I started this podcast to share my journey of my past self, a woman who was struggling with leaving her teaching career and adjusting to stay-at-home mom life in order to help other women with their motherhood journey or work-life balance journey so they can let go, make themselves a priority without all the sacrificing. If you are a regular listener of One of a Kind You, I am so appreciative that you are joining me again this week. If you are a new listener to One of a Kind You, welcome. I am so excited to have you here. If you are new, the way that this podcast works is I share a journal entry of mine from about five or six years ago, and then I reflect on it now, what I wish I had known then, and giving the perspective of my skill set of being a certified life coach. And so... Um, I am going to get started, and this episode is from February 4th of 2016. I write, it's funny how you can watch a movie a thousand times, and then on the 1,000th one time, you notice, I guess it would be the thousandth first time, you notice things you didn't notice before. That happened with Wizard of Oz and Matilda. In Wizard of Oz, the wizard told the line he had disorganized thoughts about his courage. It dawned on me at that moment that all of my issues revolve around disorganized thoughts about myself and the world around me. In Matilda, Danny DeVito was narrating and said Matilda learned that whatever she wanted in life, she would have to get for herself. He also said something along the lines that she had to look within for happiness. It was again like the light bulb went off and I realized this is also true for me. I struggle with how to make these things happen for myself. It comes back to being tired all the time and feeling overwhelmed. I'm still feeling really impatient and not present. I know things aren't going to change overnight, but it is a frustrating feeling. I want to feel like I am doing a good job as a mom and a wife. I want to enjoy my time with the girls. I think it boils down to my lack of quote-unquote me time and not being able to refresh myself. I think it boils down to all I'm trying to manage mentally. I'm tired of feeling like my past hinders me. I don't want to continue reliving it every day and I want to break the cycle. I want to feel whole and normal and functional like a real adult. Do I need more counseling? Do I need holistic approaches? At this point, I'm not sure. I do know I am tired of feeling like this. And so that's the entry for today. So um, the piece that I really want to focus on is the disorganized thoughts comment from The Wizard of Oz. And um, this was at the stage where Casey was uh, three and a half and she was obsessed with Matilda and Wizard of Oz. So those were regular movies on repeat. And we wouldn't sit and watch, but they would just be playing in the background. And anyways, I digress. So the disorganized thoughts and those disorganized thoughts were disorganized in that I felt like I where I thought that I wasn't doing a good job as a mom. I thought that I wasn't doing a good job as a wife. And I thought that it was because of not having, you know, me time and being able to refresh myself. But what the disorganized thoughts really were just a story that I was telling myself. I never considered myself, prior to going to therapy, um, an adult who struggled with a lot of the issues that I struggled with at in 2016. And so looking back, I realized that while the therapist thought that she was being helpful with the labels of codependency, anxiety, and childhood emotional neglect, they were actually really not helping. So did I need more counseling? Maybe, but that would just be more for a listening ear. And holistic approaches I'm a big advocate for, so I feel like you can't do those enough. 
So, um, because it clears out the energy and I just, I'm, I just love holistic things. So for me, I'm like, yes, more holistic things, please. Um, but at this point in 2016, I was so new on my holistic journey that I didn't really know the benefits of it. And when I say holistic, that means yoga, meditation, it can mean Reiki, um, energy healing sessions. It can mean pulling an Oracle card or using tarot cards or going to a medium. Any of those things are what I classify holistic approaches. But at this point, I was new to all of that. And I had been doing yoga, and I wish I had written down when I started yoga, but I would say that I started yoga in 2015, and it was helpful and because it allowed me to be present in the moment on my mat and really focus on my mind-body connection. The Reiki sessions were helpful because as I started doing Reiki more, I felt the energy in my body felt different. But what I really needed was at this time to have a life coach because I needed someone to help me recognize the patterns that I was running. I needed someone to help me to recognize the stories that I was telling myself, well, A, recognize the story, B, and to tell myself the story wasn't true. And I needed strategies that were going to help change my mindset and be aligned with the changes that I was making in my life so that they would be lasting changes. So I really was having disorganized thoughts about myself as a mom, about myself as a wife, and about myself as a person in general. And because of these disorganized thoughts, then I was telling myself these stories about being a bad mom, about being a bad wife, about you know being someone who struggled on a daily basis. And not to say that before counseling I didn't struggle. I mean, obviously I was struggling, which is why I ended up in therapy. Um, but I think those struggles were different on some level because I never at that point really thought that I was a bad mom. Um, I'll say I had moments where I, ha I thought I was a bad mom, but it wasn't as consistent as it was at this point, you know, when I was in therapy. And I think the reason I thought I was a bad mom is because this trauma that I had experienced in my childhood and with the high school boyfriend um, was showing up in a different way. I think up until this point, for the most part, I had been able to um, navigate life and not really have an awareness of the trauma or how it was impacting me. So in the past when I struggled, it was definitely thoughts of not being enough and not being valued um, and not being loved. I had those thoughts with about my in-laws thinking that they didn't like me because I would compare myself to my sister-in-laws and I never measured up in comparison to them. I always lacked by a long shot when I compared myself to my sister-in-laws instead of just being appreciative of who I am, the journey that I've had, and what I bring to the table. Um, and I felt that way too as a teacher. I, I felt inadequate and I felt um, unappreciated by administration, but parents as well. Um, and. I felt that way because there were times where I felt like I was doing a really great job as a teacher. I was thinking outside the box. I was trying new things. I was looking to incorporate the various learning modalities into the lesson. So hands-on learning, visual learning, auditory learning. And I really didn't get any feedback that was good or any feedback at all. And so I felt almost invisible. So taking all of those things into consideration, 
of it was it created disorganized thoughts because I was looking for um, validation to confirm those disorganized thoughts. I was looking for the validation that I was a bad mom. I was looking for a validation that I was a bad wife. I was looking for validation that there was something wrong and defective with me as a human being. And having these disorganized thoughts really impacted the way that I showed up for my family. I was disconnected. I was irritable. I was miserable. And I was standoffish. And and I would lash out because I felt like no matter what I did, it wasn't enough. And I felt as though um, I could jump from here until the moon 15 times and no one would see what I had done. And I just felt almost invisible. But looking back on it, I wasn't a bad mom. I, I was dealing with a lot mentally. I was dealing with being present for a three-year-old during the day and picking up a six-year-old from school in the afternoon and then taking them to all their extracurriculars. I was mentally trying to be available for my husband who had a crazy stressful job and still does. And I was also trying to be mentally available for me. And so I, had a, I was juggling so many balls and I was having a hard time keeping them all in my hands without dropping any. And what ended up happening is that I, on some level, dropped them all because I, of the disorganized thoughts and because of the story, the unserving stories that I was telling myself about me in general and as a wife and as a mom. And because of those stories, it perpetuated the negativity, it perpetuated the feeling of being overwhelmed and it didn't allow me to give myself permission to say to Casey, Casey, you know, I need you to play for 10 minutes by yourself while I read this magazine or while I make a cup of tea or while I get a snack. I thought that I had to be on the clock 24-7 and that, that goes back to the lack of me time. I didn't have boundaries with my time and I thought like, oh my gosh, if I'm not occupying my kid for the entire day, then that's bad, that I'm a bad mom. Instead of saying, you know what, she's her own individual person, I'm my own individual person, she needs space, I need space. And so I didn't give myself that, I didn't give her that when I could have, It was, and it's okay. I could have, you know, and I, and I had this huge sense of guilt if I allowed her to have the iPad to play educational games or if I allowed her to sit and watch a show on TV, a half an hour show where I wasn't engaging with her, I, I had this huge sense of mom guilt. Like I was dropping the ball and I wasn't doing what I needed to do and it, and I, it made me a bad mom. And if I didn't engage with her 24-7 for the entire day, then she wasn't going to go to be ready to go to preschool. And then what were the teachers and the assistants going to think of me there? And it was just this unrealistic thought process around what life really could look like. But I look back now on pictures from that time and my girls look so happy because I was doing a good job for them. I was doing a good job for them because I was meeting their needs. I was feeding them. I was playing with them. I was talking to them. I was engaging with them. I would, you know, read to them every night at bed. I would help with bedtime. I mean, I was doing all the things. And so the person I wasn't being kind with was myself. I could have been a whole lot better to myself by A, not putting so much pressure on myself, B, having grace with myself when I did make a mistake or I didn't have my finest mom moment or wife moment or person moment, and C, 
just recognizing that the ideas that I had were skewed and those skewed ideas were really hindering me from showing up in the way that I wanted to show up but they were also hindering aspects of my family dynamic that I didn't want to be negatively impacted so I realize now that I don't have the disorganized thoughts that I did then because I know the patterns that I run I know what triggers those patterns I know the root cause of the patterns and I know how to change my emotional state so that I have a, a better serving pattern. And so, um, and that's, that's really the key. And that was what I needed this whole time was to, to A, recognize the patterns that I was running and then figuring out where the patterns came from, what event triggered that pattern. And a lot of the patterns that I was running, I didn't realize that were actually patterns from triggers and problems or experiences from way back. So a lot of this is trauma that was being stirred up from going to therapy and have and talking incessantly about the past uh, with, uh, with the past with my childhood, the way that I grew up with having parents who divorced, step parents, step siblings, and then also reliving the past of the abusive relationship and the ending of my teaching career. And it was just, it was almost like Groundhog Day in the sessions. And so that's where it was like, no wonder I was stuck because I didn't understand the pattern. I just knew the label of the situation. Oh, I'm codependent or, oh, I'm anxious or I'm suffering from childhood emotional neglect. And I think the, the label that really had the biggest impact on me in terms of like digging the hooks in and really sending me on the downhill spiral was the childhood emotional neglect label because then I just dredged up all of this stuff and and I'm not saying that it was bad because I've been able to heal those issues and heal those wounds and the trauma experiences but I just don't know that it was necessary and so as a, as a life coach, when I work with a client, it's important for me to, to understand the history, but we don't go in great detail because I don't need the nitty gritty details. I need just a general picture because in that general picture, I can help to identify what the root cause is, what the pattern is, and how to start changing that pattern to something more serving. And so that's where it's like the stories, the more we tell the story, the more ingrained it becomes and the more we believe it and the harder it becomes to change the story. And that's where I was at this place. I've been telling the story for a long time now, for two years out loud in this journal, in my therapy sessions, and probably longer than that without realizing what I was doing. And so the more we, then it was becoming a part of my identity. And that is really unserving. So, you know, yes, have the story, have the experience, but let's take the meat, like the meat of the story and use it to create some empowering change so that you don't feel stuck and you don't feel like you have disorganized thoughts and you don't feel like you're stuck in the same cycle and you're struggling mentally with overwhelm and exhaustion and not having time to refresh and recharge. So I hope you found this episode helpful today. The biggest takeaways are Take note of the stories that you're telling yourself about your abilities as a mom, your abilities as a partner or a spouse, and your abilities as a person in general. Take note of those and, and 
see if there are patterns that you run that are unserving because of those stories. So for me, an unserving pattern was um, losing my patience with my kids and my husband because I had this idea that everything had to be perfect in order for me to be a good mom. And when one thing didn't work out the way that I had planned it in my brain, then it, I was like, that's it. I'm a bad mom because I had this idea and this didn't work. And then it was just this unhealthy pressure on my family too to meet these unrealistic expectations I had for myself and them. So that's the, that's the real heart of this is do you have disorganized thoughts and how are those disorganized thoughts help impacting you? The, the last quick snippet is really looking for your happiness within because I was looking for it very in a lot of external ways. I wanted someone to say to me, wow, Kim, you're such a good mom. Look how happy your girls are. Look at all that you do for them. And I didn't get that because everybody's in their own world and no one's really taking note of what I'm doing over here in my world. And my husband didn't do it because he was overwhelmed and exhausted himself. And so I thought, well, if he's not saying it, then I must be horrible. And I was looking for external validation in my teaching career, wanting someone to say like, oh my gosh, Kim, you are the best teacher ever. You're so amazing. The kids in your class are so lucky to have you. And no one was doing that, but I was an amazing teacher. I was doing my job. I was going above and beyond. And I should have, I wish at this point I could have been able to see that for myself rather than looking for someone to give that to me. So that's the other thing too with the reason I, I have my gratitude journal is that at the end of the day, it allows me to be grateful for things. It allows me to celebrate myself. And that's huge because it helps to change that narrative, that unserving story about the way that others view you, but it also allows you to validate your amazing, incredible level of worthiness and love that you have instead of giving that power to someone else. So I hope that you found this episode of One of a Kind You helpful today and I'm so appreciative and grateful that you took the time to tune in and take a listen. I hope you'll join me next week. If you have a friend that would benefit from listening to this episode, please feel free to share it with them. If you are feeling like you are struggling in your stay-at-home mom journey or your work-life balance journey and you need, think that you need some help, please don't hesitate to reach out to me on Facebook, Instagram, or via email. You can get there through my website. I'm happy to help or to even see if it would be a good fit for me to coach you. So thank you again for tuning in, and I can't wait to see you next week.